Welcome again to another episode of the Ryan and Stacy Show. Of course, I am Ryan and Stacy, as usual, is joining me. Stacy, what in the world happened in that game with with, with in the Liberty Bowl? Like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, how do you go from 38 to 23 to a three overtime win over Kansas? I mean, like, how? Arkansas's defense has always been was a suspect all year, but dude, you had like you said, they had fifteen point lead with what three minutes to go in the game, and they got cute and fumbled the football. It looked like he hit the ground to me. I, I really think the game should. Have been I, I think that was a that was a questionable call. I, I think they, that was a questionable call, and I think that just took the the sales out of out of this team. Uh, among other things. I mean, because when you have a, a a call like that, when you have a bad call, and being a Saints fan, I know about what happens when you have a bad call. Um, your whole mental just goes out of sync. It, it just goes out of sync. It's like, it goes from, hey, we're confident that we can win this game to there's no way in the world we're going to win this game with this bad call like that that one call can fuck up things and for the most part you know that game should have never went to that game should have been over that game should have been over and it it, you know it's kind of like i i don't i i mean I, i i look i like sam Pittman. i like him but i think this team underachieved so much this year in Fayetteville. That was a, at least a nine-win team. That team should have not played in the River Bowl this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that was a team that could have been a nine-win, eight-win team. That team should have been at at the um, at the most for the most part. That team should have been at least an eight-win or a nine-win team. That team shouldn't have not been in the Liberty Bowl at all. I mean, they should not have been. I mean, because everybody has saw Arkansas as the dark horse. I'm like, yeah, you got – you were happy about this team after one season, okay? After they beat – after they beat LSU, they beat Missouri, they beat Texas A&M. You got happy after that, and you failed to realize, you failed to realize that while I get the excitement with Arkansas football, you still have, you still have the games to play. Like, I did not understand the hype with Arkansas football this year. I mean, I think it's mainly because of KJ Jefferson, which I heard tonight he's going to return for his senior year. Uh, somebody was as he should, that. as he should. He's a and really good quarterback. He is, and uh, I heard that he uh, is returning next year. And I think that was the hype is surrounding him. But he can return next year. The problem with Arkansas is still going to be their damn defense. They suck. And now you don't have you don't have Barry. And now you don't. I think Barry Odom. You don't have Barry Odom there no more. Yep, they're just you don't have Barry Odom, Arkansas. I mean, I think they could be a really good team, but like I said, uh, you know, if you can't win in the SC, I don't give a damn who you are. If you can't 
before. I mean, if you can't uh, stop anybody, you're not gonna win any games. But right, um, I mean, that's any, that's any, that's any, that's any, that's any program, that's any conference, any program, etc. But Arkansas, you know, good enough though. The problem with Arkansas is they're not good enough to outscore everybody. They showed that in the Alabama game. They what took the lead or uh, came back on Alabama. But when it was time to shut Alabama down, you know, Bryce Young was out the game. They couldn't do it. Alabama didn't throw a pass, I think, in the second half. Or maybe they threw maybe one pass, maybe two. And Alabama just ran it up their backs, and that was game. And they did it with a, back, with a backup quarterback. Understand, Arkansas's defense is that bad that they let Alabama's backup quarterback basically beat him, beat them running the football. That's all they did in the second half. Had what three seventy yard plays and that was that was ball game, and I don't care how good you know KJ Jefferson is, he can't carry that team by himself. They need a good defense. If they can't stop anybody, they're going to be in the Liberty Bowl next year or won't make a bowl next year. Right, right, right. I I I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Uh, the other game, Florida lost to Oregon State. Now I I, I like here's the thing. Everybody thought for sure that Florida got it right with Billy Napier and LSU got it wrong with Billy with, with Brian Kelly. And people in Louisiana say that Billy Napier should have been hired over Brian Kelly. I, those know, guys, those guys did not, I'm gonna say this. Florida did not want to be at that ball game. They did not want to be there. You could tell that they didn't want to be there. They just checked out. Well, here's my thing. I think Bill Napier walked into a worse situation than Brian Kelly did at LSU. There was talent at LSU. Coach O just wasn't a very good coach, in my opinion. I think he got lucky because of Joe Brady and because of Joe Burrow. I think, but let's be truthful about it. There's more talent down at LSU than there is at Florida right now. And I think Bill Napier, if they give him some time, They'll probably be better, but I think part of that problem was, I mean, the, their main thing was, I mean, Anthony Richardson to me, I criticized him, but he got better to me toward the end of the year. He started to find his footing, but the Florida defense, I mean, I don't know what happened to them. They they were terrible, um, and at the end, Bill Napier is going to have to straighten that out, and I don't know if he did that in recruiting. I think Florida finished in top 10 maybe. Uh, this year, along with LSU, but I think that overall, in my opinion, that eventually, he, uh, I think he's a good coach, and he'll probably get it together eventually, but I think, let's be truthful about it, there's more talent down in Baton Rouge than there is in Gainesville, so it was easier for Brian Kelly to walk in and start winning right away than it was for Billy Napier, so I think it's... I mean, I, I can't think of any, I don't, like, it. like I say, like, I'm looking at the, the, uh, the rankings, uh, LSU was sixth, Alabama was first. Georgia was number two. Um, Tennessee tenth. Florida was twelfth. Okay. Uh, Florida had like signed like they signed a class of twenty. They didn't sign any five stars. LSU signed one. Alabama four. Georgia two. Uh, Tennessee signed one. Uh, Florida signed eighteen four stars. Uh, LSU signed sixteen. Alabama twenty two. Georgia twenty. Tennessee 11. So 
that being said, what I'm saying here, I, I even if you even when you get the talent to Gainesville, you have to develop it. And the one thing, and I'm and here's the thing that I did not really think about when it came to recruiting. Uh, a friend of mine and I had talked, and we were talking about how it's so much easier to recruit to Baton Rouge than it is to like, let's say if Alabama wasn't a winning program, it would be hard as fuck to recruit to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and, and he said this, like, with Baton Rouge, it's easy to recruit to Baton Rouge, a black kid to Baton Rouge, than it is to a place like Gainesville or a place like Oxford or Starkville. And I never really thought of it that way because he was like, you know, in Baton Rouge, you see a lot of people that look just like you. You can't really recruit to Nashville like that or to Oxford, Mississippi. If Alabama wasn't winning, let's say if Alabama was on the level of Mississippi State, you're not going to be able to get the, um, the, the, the recruits that LSU would get. If they were, if, I, if, if Alabama. I bet, I, let me be honest with you. I've been to Tuscaloosa, I went to school there. There are a lot of black people in Tuscaloosa. The thing that's, that Tuscaloosa is the proximity to Birmingham. A lot of the big time players at one point in the state play football here in Birmingham. So that makes sense. That makes a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not that far from, like, Tuscaloosa is not that far from Birmingham. Same yeah, way with mm-hmm. Auburn. Auburn's not that far from Atlanta. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, you, you're like two or three hours away from Atlanta. So, you know, you can say, hey, look, you're, if, you're, if you, you go walk into a kid's home and you tell a kid, hey, look, you live in Birmingham, right? Okay. You live in Atlanta, right? Your kid, like, at least once in your four years at, at Alabama, you're going to play in Atlanta. You're going to play a game in Atlanta. Auburn's going to play a game in Atlanta, um, whether it's you know, opening weekend or the SEC championship game. That's something that you can sell to a kid at at Alabama, at Auburn. With Baton Rouge, it's with Baton Rouge, New Orleans is right down the street. We're down the street. All you do is just take 61, take 10, you're you're in New Orleans. So that right there is easy to sell that part right there. The part that there is a big city, the big, the bigger city is, is right there. Like a part of me agreed with him, but I was like, I, I told him, I said, you also got to think about it. A lot of kids that went to that went to Ole Miss, they live in Memphis. They can go to Memphis on the weekends, go up to Memphis during the off season, go up to Memphis. If you're in Starkville, you can go to Jackson or Birmingham. Uh, if you're in Gainesville, you can go to Tampa or Jacksonville or Orlando. So I think Birmingham, too, is that I don't know if people realize this. Birmingham is close to everything. We're close. We're two hours from Atlanta. We're three hours from Nashville. We're probably four hours, three or four hours from Memphis. We're six hours from New Orleans, probably six and a half, seven from Baton Rouge. So we're in a central location that if a kid wants to go to school in Tuscaloosa, uh, Tuscaloosa, uh, and where I was, I was saying Birmingham, but I, I'm I'm sorry, I mean Tuscaloosa. 
we're basically kind of a central location because of where we are, because we're not far from the major southern cities. So if you, you get a kid from the south and say, hey, your parents can drive up on the weekends to come watch you play. And if you live in Baton Rouge, you can tell the kid, hey, we're only, so I think, what, it's four hours from uh, Birmingham to New Orleans. So I guess coming from Tuscaloosa. I, I, if you go 65, you yeah, take 65. You take south, 65 south south, south to Mobile, mm-hmm. then get on get on 10 get on 10 uh 10 west and and yeah. you'll be there in in uh in in, in New Orleans. But being but, I, but being where we are is I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Being where we are, and that's the Birmingham and I meant Tuscaloosa. They are in a central location, but they're not far from like you said the major southern cities, and so it's easier to attract the kid and say, hey. You come here, your parents can come drive over for the weekend to come see you play, and it's, it's easier uh, to do that. But it, it, it's tougher. But I think with games, I think the thing with Florida too is that it's easy. It's easier to get kids when you're winning. If Florida was winning like they were on the Urban Meyer, they were picking up players like that. They had no problem. The problem is Florida hasn't had a really a winning culture since Urban Meyer left, and so now they're struggling. And and Billy Napier is going to have to try to build back up that culture they have it in Tuscaloosa they have it in Baton Rouge you know but he's gonna have to build that back up they have it in Athens but he's gonna have to build it up in, in, in Gainesville because like I said it was just what 12 15 years ago that Tebow and in, in Florida I mean it wasn't that long ago they were in the SEC championship against Alabama like what four years ago three or four years I mean yeah I mean they were yeah they were in the they were in the uh SEC championship game they were um, they had played in a Sugar Bowl. I mean, they played in a Sugar Bowl one year. You know, they played in a Sugar Bowl. Um, they, 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 they've been in. They, they, I mean, it's not like I put it this way. It's they. It, the program hasn't fallen down to the level of say a Nebraska or a Colorado, but it is getting. It is getting close. To fall in, into that situ, into that, um, into that category, it is getting close. That now that now that part is, you know, that part is, is very true. Like they are getting close to falling down that uh that that path of you know you had an iconic coach and you haven't gotten it right. Like you thought you could get it done with Will Muschamp, you've had two iconic coaches. You had Mike, uh, not Mike Leach, rest in power to Mike Leach, but you had Steve Spurrier, and then you had Urban Meyer, right. okay? You got it right with Urban Meyer after the Ron Zook shit happened. Now you're trying to recapture the magic, the magic that you had with Urban Meyer, and you, and you, and you have not yet to do that. You have not yet to do that, and 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 I think, I think, you know, if you don't get it right with Billy Napier, then this shit is going to be. This is you're going to be looking at a Tennessee situation, and it's not because they ran off. Um, it's not because they ran off Urban Meyer. It's main. It's not because of that. It's mainly because you're trying to catch lightning in the bottle and you're constantly trying to catch it and you still haven't 
caught it yet. And 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 I think that's that's what's going on with with Florida. Well, I think the problem is too is that Georgia has moved past them, Kentucky yes. has moved past them, and now Tennessee has moved past them. They have yes. a change. I mean, Tennessee has now has looked has looked like they have a stable person in uh, Josh Heifel until he moves to probably Oklahoma and go to the NFL. Because my prediction, he's not going to be at Tennessee long. I think eventually he will be picked up by somebody, whether the NFL will pick him up or once Oklahoma uh, falls on their face again, he'll be he'll be leaving. He ain't going to be at Tennessee much longer. But um, but now that you have those schools ahead of you, like I said, Florida was that school. They were right up there with Alabama for years. And for them to slide, you know, behind even Tennessee now and Kentucky, Kentucky too. I mean, yeah, it, it, it might take a minute. People, like I said, and, and like you said, bad hires had a lot to do with it. And I, and I think, I don't think, I, I, I honestly don't think like, and we bring up Georgia, we bring up Georgia. Georgia was always getting their ass kicked by Florida in the game in Jacksonville. They would get, and, and people don't realize that's a big game when it comes to recruiting because those kids, you have to win that game and you have to win those recruiting battles. And if you lose both the recruiting battles and the game, the Florida-Georgia game, you know, that's, that's not going to be, that's not going to be good for, for your job security. That's definitely not going to be good. And, you know, it's sort of like with Oklahoma, Texas. If you lose um, the, the, rival, the, the rivalry and a kid that is choosing between um, Flo, uh, Oklahoma State, I mean, not Oklahoma State, Oklahoma and Texas, and if you, if you, if you manage to fuck that up, guess what? It's not going to be, it's not going to look good for you. It's not going to be a, it's not going to, it's not going to look good for you because guess what? Those kids, they are looking at Texas. They are looking at um, uh, Oklahoma. And if you don't, and if you, um, if you somehow um, blow it on the, on the gridiron, blow, blow it on the gridiron and, and the, in the recruiting in the recruiting battle, then there's a problem. We got a problem here. Well, I know uh, Texas, to my knowledge, Texas finished ahead of Oklahoma this year. So, you know, despite the fact that they won seven or eight games this year, uh, and they did get to a bowl game, uh, uh, Texas did finish, I believe, in the top ten, if not mistaken. I, like I said, I the thing about Oklahoma and with Florida, they need to let these guys cook and stop trying to have too many cooks in the kitchen because it's not that everybody wants to do a Nick Saban and they want to win overnight and that shit does not happen. Nick Saban came into a situation when I think at the time that that uh, there was some talent in Alabama. Everybody like when Nick Saban came in, Alabama didn't have any talent. There was talent. Nike Shula was not an awful recruiter. He could recruit. I think Alabama finished in the top 10 or 15 a few times under him. He just wasn't a great head coach. He could recruit a little bit. He almost people forget he almost landed Tebow. Tebow went to Florida. And think about how Alabama's fortunes could have been if we landed Tim Tebow. Mike Shuler would have been there probably a few more years. And then Saban probably would have came in later, or maybe not at all. But I think that people in Austin and Gainesville need to give these guys a chance to build their program, give them a few years. 
if it's not done by year four, okay, then you can sit there and reevaluate and say, okay, it's time. But given somebody, I, I, I think, I, I think, I think, in, in, in some cases, in some cases, in some cases, in some cases, I think you can give a coach four years. But I think now, now with all that is going on, with now that with all that is going on in terms of NIL, these TV deals, these folks, these folks want. These folks want, um, they want results right then and there. If you don't give, if you don't give, if you don't give us results right then and there, guess what? You're gone. You're gone. And I think, I think <laughs> it's because of the, the, like I said, Nick Saban won an SCCS championship year number two. Year number three, he won national championship. But like I said, he can recruit. It was talent. I mean, that that takes time, and then his ass can coach. I mean, everybody wants to have a Nick Saban situation. Kirby Smart didn't win right away. I mean, he won, but he didn't win national championships until last year. It took Georgia a minute to get to that point. And now, you know, they're on the verge of possibly winning another one. But you had to give people time to build your program. If you're not going to give it time, you know, I don't give a damn who you are. And I think Tennessee is discovering this. They had to give, they, they needed to give Heifel time. We saw the results last year. They were pretty, they were decent last year, and now it came to fruition this year with them winning 10 games. And uh, if, 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 if Hooker doesn't get hurt, they win the East. If they beat Georgia, they win the East. And if they, if they beat South Carolina, if they beat Georgia and if they beat South Carolina, they, if they beat one of those, they win one of those games, they win the East. Okay. Because they, that, they were, to me, I thought they were a better team than Georgia. I thought they were better than Georgia. In the East, it's just that, you know, I always talk about it. I think for for for, for Tennessee fans, they needed this season. It didn't end the way that they thought it would, but they needed this season because it's like when you think about, you know, people of a generation, people in my people in my generation, you know, it was out LSU in Florida. LSU Florida was like the descendant of Alabama Tennessee because whoever won Florida LSU had a chance to go to the SEC title game or the national title game. And Alabama Tennessee used to decide the SEC championship. No, it, it is why. Let me uh, correct you uh, now, didn't because honestly, was decided the national championship. Tennessee has not. Let's be honest with you. No, I'm talking about SEC, SEC championships, not national titles. No, no, Tennessee has not been relevant in race basically until now. Alabama, the game that normally would decide Alabama, uh, I would say the team, I mean, the two two teams, two games I think would decide the West every year. year. LSU and it's Auburn, and that's it. And I yeah, think, like at, at the, the moment, like the East, like I said, the East would come down to you right back in the day when Peyton. It was Manning Tennessee and Florida. It was Tennessee, Tennessee and Florida. But it wasn't Tennessee, Alabama ever because either one. No, no, I'm talking about in the old, in before they went to divisions. We're talking about divisions back before they went to. I the, mean, to be honest, it wasn't then either because I, like I said, I remember, like I said, Tennessee. If you go back in the history books. Tennessee hasn't won that many SEC titles over the years. They won, the last title they won, of course, was, I want to say, back in the 90s. 
when they 1998 they won it yeah and that and then when we split off in divisions i think even before we split out since he wasn't winning the they weren't winning the sec title at all it was florida florida dominated with steve spurrier back in the 90s that was the team it was Al and, and and the two teams that would decide the sec championship was alabama and florida every year if you go back alabama and florida played each other probably back in the 90s i would say six times florida won like had, like I think they may play six or eight times somewhere along the line. Yeah, I think at least six or seven times it was Alabama, Florida, Alabama, Florida. Alabama would win. Alabama won like two SEC titles back in the 90s. One under Stallings. That's when we won the national championship that year. Then y'all won with the Bows. With the Bows. So, and then the, uh, every other year, like I said, outside of maybe. Was it Auburn one year? It might have been Auburn one year, and Tennessee won the SEC championship under Peyton Manning. Yeah, because yeah, he beat yeah because Peyton Manning beat Auburn that year to win the SEC championship his senior year, if I'm not mistaken. But Tennessee, but, but, Auburn, the, the SEC but, right. history back going back to the '90s has been either Alabama or Florida. So that's why. It's yeah, yeah, Alabama, Florida. Yeah, like it's since it since ever since like ever since they went to divisions. I mean, LSU's won. We won five. Uh, we won 12 in our history. We won seven since I've been alive. Five since they went to the division. Um, we won seven since I've been alive. So uh, Tennessee, um, when when LSU played Tennessee in 2001, Tennessee had 12 SEC championships. We had seven. Now we have 12. They still have 13. They still have 13. Like, uh, so we would have, so um, that being said, you know, uh, since they went to divisions, uh, we got five, we got five conference championships. Um, I think Auburn, Auburn's got eight, Auburn's won, won the uh, SEC eight times. And I think they won it, I want to say they won it, they won it in 2004. And then they won it in 2010. And then they won it in 2013. Team. Uh, they won it in two thousand. They won it in two thousand thirteen. So they won the. Uh, they won since they went to division to the divisional to divisional play. They've only won it three times, and 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 out and Tennessee's won it twice. And Tennessee Tennessee has played in. I think they played in the SEC title game in two thousand one. Then they went in two thousand four. Then they went in two thousand seven. So they played in three of them. We played in 2001, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2011, um, 2019, and this year. We played in it seven times. Uh, we played in it seven times. And uh, I think Auburn, Auburn, uh, Auburn, I think has played in it, um, has played in it four times. So they played in it. Um, they played in it with uh, twice under Gus, once under uh, Chiswick, and then they played in it um, un once under Tuberville, and um, once twice under Tuberville. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like Alabama and Florida. It's been really Alabama, Florida, and then uh, and then us. This LSU, yeah. And like I so said, it's really been us three, because it's really been us three, and then and then and then you had Georgia, Georgia, 
it's really been Alabama, Florida, LSU, and Georgia. And then maybe the fifth team is probably the fifth team is probably I would probably say would be um, probably Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. 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 Yeah. Auburn. Yeah. I mean, and then and like I said, that that that's what it was. I mean, like I said, like in my lifetime, it's really been those. It's in my lifetime. That's really what it's really been those five teams right there in my lifetime. Oh yeah, it, I mean, and that like I said, yeah, and. That's what I was saying about Tennessee that, that I just remember back in the nineties, it was either Alabama, Florida. And it's normal, like I said, I don't know how many times we matched up with Florida in the SEC championship game, but I think the numbers I think was saw saw that Alabama has gone the most, I think, more than anybody. I think they've won the most championships and Florida's like number two. So it's like us, Florida, then probably LSU, then probably Georgia or probably the Georgia Auburn might be tied. I don't know. Either Auburn might be slightly ahead. But uh, yeah, but I, I, I know, I know. I think in terms of like championships, in terms of SEC championships, it's uh, Alabama is first. Yeah, I want to say Alabama's first, and then I think after Alabama, it's uh, it's probably ten. It's Alabama. I think it's Alabama, Georgia. Uh, let me see here. I'm looking up here. I'm looking up. In terms of how many titles, titles, titles. Okay, okay. Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, and then Auburn. Mm-hmm. And of all, and then and here's the here's the here's the here's the most ironic thing. There's only three teams. There's only LSU is the only school that have double digit conference championships in basketball, football, and baseball. Alabama has double-digit championships, double-digit SEC titles in football and, I think, in baseball. And I think if, if, if it's only – LA- basketball title, remember. Alabama won the basketball title in yeah. 2021. 20, 2021 was when they won it. 2021 was when uh, they won it. And, um, and I'm trying to look here – and we haven't, um, we haven't won a baseball title, I think, since the eighties or I was the eighties, maybe early two thousands when 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 we last probably won, maybe late nineties, early two thousands when last time we won a baseball title. So it's so, something something like that, yeah, something something yeah. like something something like that. Uh, because we played Alabama, we played Alabama in the SEC title game, and uh, and it was the first time we had played in the SEC championship. Since 1993, uh, we've only won it. We've only won it. Uh, the conference. We've only won it. One SEC championship in the tournament. One SEC tournament title in wow. basketball, and that was in that was in 1980. And but we we're the like, only. That was like second. I think they're second behind Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. In both. Yeah. Regular season. It, 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 we're second. We're second in in terms of in terms of basket in terms of regular season titles. Um, LSU is second because we 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 we're the only school we're the only school I believe. No, it's now um, Alabama. They got ten conference championships. We got eleven. So we still we're tied with Ar- We're tied with Tennessee for the most um, conference championships outside of Kentucky because we won it in twenty nineteen. And then Tennessee got theirs in 2018, and then Alabama won it last season. 
uh, 20, two years, almost two years ago. Yeah. And the yeah. most ironic thing, and the most ironic thing is that uh, Texas A&M won an SEC championship in basketball before they could win one in, in football. <laughs> that's weird. And that's weird to see that, to know that it's, you know, and I think as A&M fans, it's I'm like, how do you sit there and defend Jimbo Fisher as bad as he is? And I, I said this the other day, and I saw Barrett Salee say this too. I said, Jimbo Fisher only won a national championship because of Jameis Winston. He is not. He did. He did. He is basically. When you think, when you think, when you think about what did that program do after he left, after Jameis left, they did get to the the college football playoff his final year there. Um, But apart from that, it showed after he left, and I and I will say this. The one game, the game that broke Florida State, the game that broke Florida State was the game against Georgia Tech, the miracle on Tech Wood. That program never recovered from that. And I know Georgia, I mean, and I know Georgia Tech didn't, they didn't spearhead into winning a national title or anything of that nature, anything of that nature. But you have to realize that that program was broken by that play, the game against Georgia Tech. Well, I, you know, the game with Georgia Tech, I vaguely remember that, but at Florida State, it seems like since Bobby Bowden died, and remember they were hot in the pants to get rid of Bobby Bowden. They haven't been the same since, and you're right. You're absolutely right. They have not been really good since until this year and I think had Napier not Napier I'm sorry uh what's his name Ooh, the uh Mike um Norvell Norvell if Mike Norvell didn't win this year uh yeah he was gonna be gone he was gone take his place he's gone he was gone and I think there was no doubt that's why I kept on telling people like y'all think Dion was gonna stay he was going to go. I'm just surprised he went to Colorado. But my thought process was that Novell didn't have a good season at Florida State. He was out. They were, I think Florida State was ready to, to give it all to Dion. They, they were getting ready to turn that over to Dion. And they still might. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of time before he's going to end up eventually a coach at Florida State. He's going to be their head coach eventually. And, uh, and, and speaking of Dion. I think, you know what, Jackson State fans need to be grateful that the reality TV show is over at, at, with, with Dion. They need to be grateful. They need to be grateful. And, the re- and here's why I say this. Here's why I say this, Stacey. It's one thing I, I get. It's one thing where, okay, I get that you want to get into coaching but you need to have a coach that is there to build up the program and not make it all about him and I think and here's where I'm going with this I always felt and I talk to people who are uh who live in Jackson I talked to them and I said and I told people this shit I said y'all gotta realize something here 
and I and I see I can see through people's bullshit better than anybody. Deion Sanders and his family, and I get, and I and I'm not gonna go after his kid because I think his kid was very sincere in what he talked about. He said, you know, he went to a private school in Texas. He didn't really, um, he wasn't around a lot of black kids going to a private school. So I understood where he was coming from. And the reason why I understood it because that was why I didn't go to an HBCU because all I'd been around was black folk, you know? And, and, and I get where he, I got where he was coming from. The thing is, I'm not going to go after D. I'm, I'm not going to go after his kid. Now, Dion, different story. I heard that Dion, uh, Tracy Edmonds, that is, wanted to use Jackson State as the backdrop for a revival of College Hill. That was, you know, the reality TV show that was on BET. There were stories about how a lot of what you saw was him doing shit for show. There were people that are, there are still people that question whether or not did his son's car get broken into. Now, he also said the stuff about his stuff got stolen during his first game, only to find out that it was moved. And I'm like, dude, what are you trying to say here? Okay, some things you just don't say. And that's what he did. He ran his fucking mouth too much. And it's like now I was texting people who are who live in Jackson. I say you all should be grateful that the reality TV show shit with Dion is over. Because I know for a fact it got on people's nerves. I know this. And, and, it, and it's funny that people are so mad at Dion. And I'm like, dog, we told y'all motherfuckers he wasn't going to stay. We told y'all he was in it for himself. And the one thing, and I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you talk. And I know, and you may agree with me, you may disagree with me. But this guy told me, this guy who I know, white dude, and I told him, I, and, he, and I told him, I said, you know what makes me so mad about Dion is that he used Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson State University as a charity case. That's what they, he viewed it as a charity case, that these people didn't know any, that these people, they, 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 they didn't, they needed him to um, be a savior. They needed him to be a savior. If he had not invoked God and saying, well, God called me and I had to accept the charges, if he hadn't said any of that shit, I don't, you know, people weren't, and I'll say this, people were not mad at him leaving for Colorado. They were mad at all the shit that came out after the fact. After the fact is how you left. And it only took him after the fact when he was on his way out to say, I thank you. Because we all know, we all know this. We all know this, Stacey. Dion made this shit about him. It was a fucking reality TV show. And I get it. I totally get it. He's a brand. 
But at the same time, don't down the HBCUs. Don't do that shit. And that's what he did. And that's why people have every right to be pissed. And there are still people that are pissed. But now you have a coach, uh, T.C. Taylor, that is at Jackson State. He, um, he, um, he was a former player there. He was supposed to be the coach when Dion took the job. And the thing is, and I was telling people, I said, you know what? You don't have a reality TV show to deal with. And that's what they don't, they don't need, a, they don't need a reality TV show. Jackson State is not a charity case. Jackson yeah. State is a, is a fabulous university, a great university with great people. They don't need a chair. They don't need to be looked at as a fucking charity case. I mean, but the thing about it is, though, is, and by the way, I'm watching Ole Miss getting stumped by Texas Tech. They look awful. Um, they don't want to be there. They don't want to be at that, that bowl. No, it don't look like, I mean, they're fumbling, they're throwing interceptions. Whoever playing quarterback for them right now is terrible. Uh, just had to make that observation for a minute. There, they look awful. But uh, as far as Dion goes, I think that I agree that he used the school. I think that, like I said, like we've been saying, he used them to to kind of, I guess, upgrade himself, get him a better job. But I think they're in, and in reflection, I mean, that's part of the game, uh, quite honestly. Is that and nobody's mad at, and like I said, like I was, like I, like I said, I'm not. I don't think anybody. I don't. Me personally, I'm not mad. I understood that. Hey, he wanted. He wanted to coach P5. He wanted to coach P5. I get it. But it's how he, I think a lot of people in Jackson are mad at how he left. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, and that's my major issue with Dion. It's not the fact that he left, it's how he left. It's how he basically dumped them to win the way he did it. And I think that's the problem with a lot of us. I don't blame him for leaving. I think that if that's, you know, and I think people at the HBCU level need to understand that this was always a stepping stone. For him, we've all, we, I mean, most of us who co- cover and watch D1 football all figured it out. Like, he's going to leave at some point. And I kept on telling people that. They're like, oh, no, he's going to stay. No, he was eventually going to go. He's a good head coach. Somebody was going to hire him. Like I said, to me, he was desperate to get out of Jackson if you're taking a job at Colorado because he probably could have waited. Because rumor has, at least Charles Barkley was saying, he felt like. Barkley was saying he thought that Texas A&M were gonna, was going to fire Jimbo. And I think had Texas A&M got beaten by LSU badly, like they were supposed to do, Jimbo Fisher would have been out. They would have went on and found that money and fired him. They're going to give him one more year. And that's what I'm saying about I, Dion. In my opinion, Dion probably should have sat where he was maybe one more year coach. He probably could have got a bigger Division One job, but clearly he wanted out of Jackson. And like I said, in reflection, let's be honest, it wasn't the best facilities. It, Jackson, Mississippi itself is a hot-ass mess. The state of Mississippi is a hot mess. So I could see that to a certain extent. But like, it's just like I said about dating somebody. A lot of times with women, the problem that we have when, when we break up with somebody, it's not really the breakup. It's how you break up. It's how you broke up with us that really hurts our feelings. It's like, okay, you broke up with me, but it's you broke up with me over a text or you were cheating on me with somebody else. And I had to find out a lot of times it's not the breakup that hurts us. It's how it's done. And I think that's the same thing with Dion. It's not the fact that he left 
Colorado. It's, I mean, left Jackson for Colorado. It was the fact that, like you said, all the stuff he was saying, all this BS and, oh, Jesus called me to come to this place and that one, and then trying to use that same excuse, I guess, to go to Colorado. And like I told you a few weeks ago, just say you want to go. And just say... I mean, I, I think... I, I, and, and the thing I, is... I it, using religion to justify shit. Don't sit there and say, well, Jesus told me. Jesus told... No. Oh, my, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt does that shit. My aunt, my aunt does that shit. Like my aunt always talk brings up God and Jesus, and I'm like, you know what? You sound just like it's sort of like, like for example, like right now, um, I kind of like lost my shit. I didn't. I wouldn't say I lost my shit, but uh, but I kind of was pissed off because it appears that my mom's neighbor has been doing too much talking. And we're talking about, she is kind of like trying to be my mom's spokesperson. Now, it's one thing that I'm not speaking, that I'm pissed, still pretty mad about what my mom said to me. But the other thing, at the, at the, at the, at the, at the other, at the, on the other, um, on the other surface, on the other surface, the other surface is this. Why in the world is my mom's neighbor speaking so much and trying to speak, be her like spokesperson? I'm not, I'm, I don't get that because the math is not mathing because I know me personally, I know for a fact that my mom is not going to allow that to happen because my mom can, I was like, I was telling, I was saying this to, um, uh, a family friend, I'm like, my mom can speak for herself. Why in the world is she, why are all these, why is my, why is my mom's neighbor speaking, speaking so much for my mom? Why is my neighbor, why is her neighbor speaking so much for her? I would like to know why is that? And, and, um, and I told him, I said, and because uh, the reason why I say this is because um, my family friend told me that my mom, that her, uh, her neighbor called and said that my mom wanted, uh, wanted to speak to, uh, to my family friend when my mom was in the hospital, my mom's neighbor was like, you can't come to the hospital. She told him he couldn't come to the hospital. She told him that. I said to him, I said, dude, if you want to go to the hospital, we'll go up there together. And she's, I get told a different story that I banned my family friend from coming to the hospital. I said, the reason why, if that did, if that is true, The reason why is because I don't want no damn drama up there. But that's a story for another day, uh, Stacey. I just think at the end of the day, um, it worked out. Colorado got what they, they call, Jackson State got what they wanted. And, um, and Jackson State, Jackson State got what they wanted and Colorado got what they wanted. Um, the other thing, and we're going to close it out with this. We got to get to our bold picks our bold picks for the SEC because 
Lord knows there's so many bowls. I haven't really been feeling the bowl game. I really haven't. Like right now, I'm looking at it now. Tennessee, uh, Texas Tech is just destroying, destroying um, Ole Miss. And, 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 I, and UNC, North Carolina might shock Oregon. Because, I mean, Oregon could be lumped into that team that doesn't want to be there uh, uh, category. So um, we're going to go to the bowl picks. The bowl picks for the um, – let's see here. Going to go all the way down to December 30th or December 29th, that is. December 29th. Well, I guess we will pick these two games because they do involve future SEC members, Texas against Washington and the Alamo Bowl. Stacey, who are you picking? I, I, I'm gonna have to go. I think I, I'm gonna have to go with Washington. I like what Michael Penix is doing at Washington. I just wish that I could stay up to watch Washington. They play too damn late. <laughs> I'm going with Texas. I think uh, Texas has been playing decent of late, so I'm gonna go with them. And uh, after, well, no, that's not. I was thinking. Uh, didn't Washington get blown out in their last game? Or lost? I can't remember, but... It was against... Uh, was it against Washington State? I think it was against Washington State. Washington State. So, I, yeah, I think Texas is going to handle their business. I think that uh, Steve Sarkeesian will end on a positive note. Well, the next game, Oklahoma against Florida State. Florida State has grown up from you know has grown up this season. I, I'm I'm taking I'm taking I'm going again. I'm I'm going to pick Florida State. I don't think I, I, I don't I mean I just think Oklahoma is going to be very uninspired. They're going to play like a team that doesn't want to be there. Because I mean Oklahoma is playing in the fucking cheese it bowl. You know, they playing in the cheese it bowl. They're six and six. And um I just don't think that they're gonna be motivated to play. I mean, they're they're they have allowed they give up four hundred and fifty-one yards. They give up over five hundred yards a fucking week. Okay. You had to win your last game against Oklahoma. You had to win your last game. Well, you had to win your last game against Iowa State just to be bowl eligible. That's poverty. Poverty. That's poverty. Poverty. <laughs> you had to beat you. I mean, I mean, I take that back. You had to beat your you had to beat your hated rival to get to a bowl game. They had lost to Baylor, they lost to West Virginia. They had to beat Oklahoma State. They had to win one of the last two games to be bowl eligible. Very impo- very impoverished. Uh, I am going to go with Florida State. Florida State has been a uh, has been a, a huge success story. Mike Norville would be you know would be my coach of the year. If if I was picking for the ACC, he would definitely be my coach of the year. Uh, they have a stingy defense, allow 19 points a game. They allow um, 307 total yards. They are, they have a really stif- a stifling run defense. 
it's the Florida State that I grew up with. Stifling defense, stifling defense, a solid offensive, a solid offensive game. That's the that's the that's the Florida State that I remember from my childhood. So I'm going with Florida State. I'm pretty sure you're going with Florida State as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Florida State, I think, is better than Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma really has not impressed me this year, and I fully expect them to lose to Florida State. Florida State, uh, since the LSU game, has uh, gradually has gotten better over the season. So definitely going with Florida State. Notre Dame takes on South Carolina. can 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 I say one more thing about that? Pay attention, uh, Florida, and uh, who else I would say earlier, Florida fans, give, uh, and Texas fans, give your coaches a chance to build your program. Give them time, because it took a minute, but Novell, Mike Novell is starting to bring Florida State back up to where at least they're more competitive and they're going to be more upsets. They're getting better. And I think if they, if Florida Gator fans and Texas fans give their coaches a chance. Their teams can get better. It doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. It definitely does not. I mean, you have to build a program. You gotta have. You gotta build a program. And I think the most important thing in building programs, you have to build relationships with, um, with the state, with like with the with the high schools in the state of, in the in in that state. You have to do that. If you don't build uh, relationships with the folks in your state and, hit, and you have to build a relationship with those high school coaches and if you do not do that then there's a problem and there, there's a problem and that's something that I don't think um, that I don't think um, Will Muschamp, Jim McElwain or Dan McMullen did, I mean Dan Mullen did at Florida you have to build uh, relationships with those coaches in state. The in state the in state coaches are or the in state high school coaches are what make or break your program. If you do not build those relationships, then there's a problem. There's a problem, and um, and that and that's the and that's the thing that's the thing that Billy Napier, uh, that Billy Napier has to do, um. At at at, uh, at at Florida. So the next uh, the next the next game to pick, Notre Dame against South Carolina. Notre Dame has grown up a lot from what we saw early on in this year. It was like they just could not get it together. Notre Dame is playing up against South Carolina, the Lou Holtz Bowl, I would say, uh, the favorite. Right now, Notre Dame is getting two points. The month, the over/under is at fifty-two points. Um, Spencer Rattler um, has been a phenomenal, phenomenal as of late. He led uh, Gamecocks to that victory over over not only just Clemson, but he also led them to that victory over Tennessee. And uh, Notre Dame, they won four straight before they lost their. Uh, season finale against against uh against South uh Southern Cal. Your pick in this game, Stacy. I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with the brother, Notre Dame. 
I'm going with South Carolina. Um, they've impressed me these last few weeks. They have been on fire. And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, well, in fact, I know they did. I think USC basically put it on Notre Dame. So the way Spencer Rattler has been playing, he looked like the Spencer Rattler that we expected at Oklahoma. He's been on fire. He looks really good. So I'm going with South Carolina. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm gonna have to go with Notre Dame. I think I think Notre Dame. I think they're gonna be a little bit motivated. They want to see, uh, to see, uh, to see, um, their season in this season on a high note. South Carolina is going to look for is looking for the uh, bowl win and consecutive season for the third time in program history. Happened in 2000, 2001. It also happened from 2011 to 2014. So that's also uh, a side note right there for the Gamecocks. Also on the docket, on the docket for Friday, Clemson against Tennessee. The lesser of the two evils, Stacy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, did you hear that? Did you hear that shit that Davos Sweeney said? Yep. <laughs> yes, I did. That's the corny. Outside of what Deion Sanders said, I thought Deion said the corny shit. No, what Devil Sweeney said of, uh, about the NIL is the corny shit I've heard. And uh, yeah, this is the orangiest of orange bones. And I, I mean, wow. I, I mean, when he said that stuff, he was like, well, we are, uh, we, you know, he, he brought up God, and I'm like, oh my God, would this dude shut up? I'm like, I, I, like I said, I hope the guy Alabama doesn't cave in and make him the, the now, next coach when let, let me Let me just rest assured and tell you, as a Bama fan, we, I would say nine out of 10 of us do not want Dabble Sweeney. This is, and I've said this before, and I truly mean this this is not Alabama of before Nick Saban. I think before Nick Saban, yeah, Dabo Sweeney would have fit right in to uh, that Alabama. The Alabama I went to school in in 1990, in the 1990s. He would fit in perfectly to that culture. Alabama's culture is different now, and I truly believe that when Nick Saban does retire, he's going to pick his replacement. I, I'm fairly confident in it. I'm also saying this right now. I believe it's going to be a black coach. I believe it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I think Nick Saban will end up picking a black coach to replace him. I think he will make that change. Trust and believe when I say this. I just believe it. But anyway, no, Dabo won't be the coach at Alabama. I think Lord willing, no. Nobody, to my knowledge, that I talk to every day, most of us can't stand him. But with that being said, I hate Tennessee more, so I'll be pulling for Clemson. And I'll be pulling for Clemson. I think Clemson will win. Tennessee's defense is still horrific. It's on the level of Arkansas. Although after watching tonight, Arkansas might be slightly worse than Tennessee. I don't know, but they might be on the same level. But uh, watching Clemson, once they changed quarterbacks, they became a different team. And I'm totally convinced they will handle Tennessee. I, I, I'm going to go with... Um... I'm going to have to go with Clemson. I mean, I, I'm with you on this. I mean, Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee, look, you beat Alabama, you know, great. Congrats, you beat Alabama. But you gave up 63 
to South Carolina. Yep. <laughs> uh, you gave up 63. Um, I, I just don't see – look, I, I love Josh Heupel. It's, you know, college football is great when Tennessee is nationally relevant. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Clemson. Clemson going to be a squeaker. I don't even know what the uh, line is. I think it was like five. I think Clemson was getting, let me see what's this line. Um, Clemson is getting five points, four and a half, and the over-under is at 63. Mm. So that's, that's going to be very interesting interesting to see the next game on the docket Iowa against Kentucky I have no clue who's playing in this game uh I'm gonna have to like I, I don't know because everybody so many people are opting out in this game between Iowa and Kentucky um do you think Kentucky I don't think Kentucky underachieved I really don't you know I I think I kind of did I think that there were expectations at least for me that they would actually contend with Georgia this year. And I think this is their time. I mean, I, they only lost to Georgia, but by 10 points. And the expectations were high. And, yeah, I think this is a disappointing year for Kentucky. They were supposed to take the next step, and they didn't. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that can make, that makes sense. Because I think when you, you know, we were, you know, we were talking about this with Arkansas. Arkansas was supposed to take that next step. And Arkansas did not. Arkansas was supposed to be at least an eight or nine win team. And Arkansas did not end up winning seven games. I mean, they had a, you know, they damn near blew that. Uh, they damn near blew it against Kansas. Um, that being said, that being said, um, yeah, I kind of see that. But you have Iowa. You're playing Iowa, Okay. Iowa's offense makes my ass hurt. Yep. Like, 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 who? It's just like my goodness. It's just their offense just makes my ass hurt. They can't score to save my mama's life. They, they, or or their, I won't say my mama. Let me take my mama out of it. They can't score to save their mama's life. They can't score if you gave them a bottle and a hooker. They just, they can't do it. They're awful. And Kentucky's defense is good enough that they will shut Iowa down. This will be, I won't say ugly, but Kentucky should win. I mean, and then, and and I think, and then, and then the question, if you, if if Kentucky blows them out in this bowl game. And I think they should. (laughs) Which I think can happen. What do you do about Kirk Ferentz? What do you do? Do you tell him, look, you're going to have to fire your son. Look, you can still love your son, but your son just sucks as an offensive coordinator. I don't think he does anything because that's his kid. And I think that's going to be the Iowa's issue is that, you know, that's his kid. He's, not, he's probably not going to sit there and fire his son. I would be shocked if he did it. They just had to probably deal. Either I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, they, they're going to have to do something. Like, that offense just makes my ass hurt. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just depressing. It's like, it's the, it's the, it's the most depressing shit you ever want to see. They just, they can't score. And it makes no sense. And I, and I guess it, I guess it does. I mean, they, you know, they've had good years. But yeah, Kirk, 
Kirk Ferentz is not going to fire. I mean, they're probably going to have to fire him. And he's, they're probably going to say, what you going to do? And they're probably going to say, if you don't fire him. Or force him, in, force him into retirement. I think that's what they'll end up doing. They'll probably force him into retirement or something of that nature. I think, I think that's something that, would, that I would not be surprised at them doing. Like we're gonna just force you into retire, force you into retirement, and um, because you won't, um, you won't fire your son. So that's 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 something that's definitely gonna be looking at. I mean, I was getting two points of all things, and they set the over under at thirty one points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, thirty one points. Mm, I could see that. Like I said, I could totally see Iowa getting blown out and Kentucky scoring all 31 points in the being shit. Well, right now, the next game on the docket is Kansas State against your Crimson Tide. Alabama is getting six and a half points. The over-under is at 55 and a half. This is an 11 o'clock game, Stacey. This is an 11 o'clock game. So that means, you know, a lot of times they play the Sugar Bowl at night. They normally play the Sugar Bowl at night. Um, who do you the, – what does Alabama have to do to stay in focus and win this game? Because there's always been this narrative that Alabama doesn't show up in non-college football playoff bowl games. I, you know – I think that they just have to. Alabama's main issue is don't beat themselves because I think they could they could beat Kansas State. The thing that has hurt Alabama all year, when they have lost games to LSU and they've lost games to Tennessee, they have hurt themselves with penalties and stupid turnovers. If me and Hunter Johnson, you know what? Me and Hunter Johnson used to talk about that. I told Hunter Johnson, I said, Hunter, Alabama should have beaten Al. Y'all should have beaten us in 2010. Y'all should have beaten us in 2011 in Tuscaloosa. Y'all should have beaten us in 20. Y'all should have beaten us this year. Yeah. Y'all should have had like a, y'all should have been on the same run, 13, 14 straight against LSU. And y'all found ways to beat yourself. Because yeah. I, I told him this, I told Hunter Johnson this 10 years ago. I say, Hunter, Alabama should have beaten LSU in 2010. It was a key interception that got, that got us that win. Eric Reed intercepted that pass from AJ McCarron in 2011. If he doesn't throw that ball where he threw it, he threw it right into traffic. And you know Eric Reed is going to be playing center field. He's going to be playing center field in the end zone. If he doesn't make those, if those interceptions don't happen, those mistakes don't happen, the kicking game, et cetera, you're looking at a 12, 13 straight, 12, 13 straight games against us uh, in the series. It would have been the same length that y'all had against Tennessee for so many years. You know, I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. Oh yeah. I mean, I, there's no doubt and uh, no doubt. And I think that's what I'm saying about this game. Like I said, Alabama lost both of those games because we beat ourselves. I mean, I'm not, not taking away credit from Tennessee or LSU. Both of y'all paid you're out of your minds to beat Alabama. And a lot of times when teams beat us, that's what you have to do. You have to play the damn near perfect game. And both Tennessee and LSU played damn near perfect games to beat us. But a lot of that too 
if Alabama plays like we played in those games, we'll lose to Kansas State. It'll be close, but we'll end up losing if we turn the ball over. But the main thing, we really didn't turn the ball over that much. The main thing with us was penalties, just dumb shit. You know, we run for, you know, get a six-yard game, but it's a penalty of holding being called back or, you know, or on defense, we make a great play and it's a defensive player you know, had a 15-yard penalty for personal, you know, personal foul. That kind of shit we can't do in this game. But honestly, I think Alabama now is going to be motivated because this is Bryce's last game. This is Will's last game. Both of them decide to come back and play. And I think they'll win. Now, I, the score, I, I can't tell you at the top of my head what I think the score will be, but if Alabama, and I've said this all year, if Alabama can play like they played, and the thing about them, they haven't played uh, one game all year where they have played both sides of the ball well. Um, so maybe this will be it for the, for the game. But I think if Alabama can keep the mistakes to a minimum or basically zero, they'll win. And I, personally, I think they should win convincingly if they can do what they do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The next game on the docket in terms of uh, we already looked at Kansas, uh, Clemson, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Alabama also as well. Uh, the next game on the docket, Mississippi State against Illinois. Illinois is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Mississippi State has gone through so much. Right. They've gone through so much. And it's like, man, I, I told you, I woke, when, when Mike Leach died, I woke up crying. Like, I literally woke up crying because I stayed up all night. Um, I stayed up all night. And I was like, when, when they told me what was going on in Mississippi, and when they told me what uh, was going on in terms of him being brain dead, and I told you, and I said, look, when you go... 10, 15 minutes without brain activity, even if you come out of it, if he had came out of it, he would have been a vegetable. At the, at the worst, he would have been a vegetable. And and, and, and it's like, can you imagine Mike Leach being a vegetable and his coaching career would have been over. And I'm going to have to go with Mississippi state. Because I really want them. And I wish there was a way that they could just make this win count towards Mike Leach's record so he can get into the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm. But I but 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 I know that's not the, that's a that's a that's a tall task, but I'm going with Mississippi State. Because they're gonna be playing with a heavy heart. I think that's why I think. Illinois might win because Mississippi State is going to be playing with a heavy heart. And then Illinois' defense is pretty good. Um, they are, they at one point and may still be at the top. They were number one defense in the country at one point. Now, I don't know if they're still number one. They might have slipped, but I know they were, they were at least the top five, top ten defense this year. So my thing is with Mississippi State is that normally when they have played against a really solid defense, they got whooped. Perfect example is Alabama. Alabama's defense was a top 15, top 20 defense this year, which for Alabama, that's low. But uh, 
they still held Mississippi State in check. And Illinois' defense is better than Alabama's overall. So I had to go with Illinois. It might be close, but I think they're playing with a heavy heart. And Illinois' defense has me thinking that they could shut down Mississippi State. Right, right. LSU takes on Penn, uh, not Penn State, but LSU takes on Purdue. And uh, LSU is getting 14 and a half. I mean, Purdue, Lord Jesus, Purdue is, I don't know who playing in that game with, for Purdue, but Drew Brees is, is an interim assistant coach. So that means the state of Louisiana is going to be pulling against uh, Drew Brees on, on Monday. I don't think uh, so. Well, oh, yeah. I was about to say pull against. I thought you were about to say pulling forward. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Drew Brees ended up, in, he ended up getting a jobby job. Getting a jobby job and stuff. So, um, I'm going with LSU. I mean, LSU got, even with Kayshawn Booty, he's clear for the NFL draft. First, it looked like he was going to stay. I was like, you know, I, I, you know, I love the kid, but look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make a decision, and if you're gonna stay, um, if you're gonna stay, whatever, make a decision, stick to it, don't do, don't give us the runaround. But LSU has too much talent. The over under is set at fifty five point five. I'm taking LSU by ten. Yeah, I I totally can see LSU. Um... I can totally see LSU uh, beating them. I don't think there's going to be an issue with that at all. The last game, the college football playoff game, Georgia against Ohio State. Georgia's getting six and a half. Oh, man. I like Georgia. I like what Kirby Smart is doing. Ryan Day, you know, Ryan Day, of course, you know, I think a lot of pressure is on him, starting to get on him in uh, in Columbus because you've lost to Michigan back to back years, which it's have not, which it's not happened in a long time in in Columbus. Um, I don't see Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State can keep up with Georgia. I don't. I don't see, especially on defense. Uh, on defense. I'm taking Georgia six by I'm taking Georgia and the points. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think that Ohio State proved to me, and I still complain as an Alabama fan because as I've said, <laughs> I one hundred percent said it that I believe that Alabama is the better team, should have been over Ohio State, but Alabama did this to themselves, and that's why we're sitting at home, or not sitting at home, but that's why we'll be in New Orleans playing against Penn State. But anyway, I think Georgia uh, will be the, uh, Ohio State. It may be closer than we think, though. Um, my question has always been and continues to be how good Georgia is on offense, because honestly, uh, I, I'm just not that impressed. I know they're one of the top scoring teams in the country, but they just, I, I'm just not overwhelmed like I know Alabama can score I know Tennessee can score I you know I know LSU I've seen them score I'm just not overwhelmingly convinced that Georgia's offense is just great but I think they'll do be good enough 
and probably win at least by 14 points. They'll probably, I would say they're probably going to beat Ohio State pretty good, but wouldn't be shocked at all, however, if this turns out to be a close matchup. Well, LSU just beat Arkansas at the PMAC. The first, first signature win of the Matt McMahon era, we won 60 to 57. And of course, Alabama is beating up on Mississippi State. Yeah, we just won 60 yeah, so it's, 78, 67. So basically, so basically, and also, Ole Miss just does not want to be there. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, well, I think, that, you know what? I really believe and I contend that when Lane Kiffin was playing games with Auburn, it really fucked their season up. Because think about it. Exactly. You know, the rumors about. Exactly. Auburn started around the time when they, the weekend they played Alabama. And Alabama, you know, they had Alabama in that game. They Alabama was down like. 10 to nothing or something at one point. And I think Ole Miss was getting ready to score again and make it 17 to nothing, 17 to three. And they blew that game and Alabama went on to win at the end. But I think that when he started playing around with Auburn and, you know, I think it really messed the season up. I think, I think, I think when you go through all that stuff, when you go through all that stuff, um, when you go all through all that stuff, when you're, you know, it's one thing that Ozzie Newsom said is this. It's hard to play. It's hard to play football when you have no distraction. Right. It's harder when you have distraction. And, and, and that's what you saw. Um, that's what you saw with, uh, with, um, with it, with with Ole Miss, I mean, they got really distracted by all of the stuff that was going on, and, and we saw this in the egg. We saw this in the Egg Bowl when um, it just seemed like, well, Lane Kiffin's going to be the next head coach, right? At, at 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 Auburn, you saw this happen, and 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 you could tell that the them kids were were distracted because, like I said, it's hard to play any sport with no distractions. It's harder when you have distractions. You know, you're you're like, you know, you're like, man, when am I gonna, you know, what are they gonna do? You know, are they gonna hire, you know, are they gonna hire him? Is he going? Is he not going? Those things, those things are, are those things are will distract the fuck out of you. And um and I think um, we're seeing this now with Ole Miss. I think these kids kind of like tune them out. Like these kids do not want to be here. They do not want to be uh, in it. But now it's 26-13, uh, 26-13 Texas Tech at 9.08 in the third quarter. So they still have life. They still have life. But it just really just shows, the, you know, who wants it more. And I would say this, Ole Miss underachieved a lot too this year. Because Ole Miss was supposed to be where we were, and they weren't. Well, yeah, Ole Miss, I think, like I said, there's no doubt in my mind that the Lane Kiffin to Auburn thing was a huge distraction for this team, and they never got over it. And Lane Kiffin fucked his own self over. That's when I, when Alabama fans, some of us start talking about Lane being 
head coach. I said no, and I said I'd rather have Sarkeesian. I think Sarkeesian was the best, the better out of the two offensive coordinators if I had to choose, because Lane needs to still grow up and and uh, be a better coach. And he hasn't gotten to that point yet where I feel confident that he could take over my program when Saban's gone and make them, you know, continue to be on top. He's not ready for that big of a program yet. And no. I, I, I think you can. I think you can. I think you can sense that. I think when you look at when you look at Lane Kiffin, and I think this is the thing: when you achieve stuff at a very young age, I think you. It, it's very hard for you to get fought. It's very hard for you to be knocked back down to earth. Because let you let's be honest, he was what thirty four when he took the job at at um at Tennessee. Um, he was he was really young, like he took high profile jobs at a very young age. He didn't like work his way up. Yes, he worked his way up as you know offensive coordinator, et cetera. But it's not like he worked his way up like the hard way. You know, he was put into uh, jobs and, uh, you know, into tough jobs, into like high profile jobs at a very young age. Yeah, he was. Like, like I said, my problem with Lane Kiffin is maturity. He can coach. I know that, no doubt he can. He coach. just has to, he, he just has to grow up. He does. Like, I, I, he needs to take uh, like on social media for one because you don't see Nick Saban, you don't see Josh Hype. But Nick Saban, well, Nick Saban doesn't use, you know, he probably is, you know, he's probably, you know, computer illiterate as well. Yeah, he's, he admits it. He's like, I don't use the computer at all. He doesn't, he doesn't text and all that other stuff. He's just now learning to do that. That's what I'm saying. Lane Kiffin needs to stay his ass off of social media for once. I mean, I don't mind him being on there, but for me, I don't think the coach at Alabama would be on social media. That's not where this program is. Old Miss coach, I can see that, but he needs to mature more. And I think he, he needs to stop going for it every time on fourth down and going by what the book says instead of just using his common sense. He has lost games basically because of his stupidity and his stubbornness to go for it. He, like I said, he had Alabama in that game at one point down by 10 points. He kept on going for it. Alabama's defense would figure him out, stop him, they score. So he has not gotten to the point that I feel like he's ready for the Alabama job. And I think that that's the problem. And you could say Ole Miss. That Ole Miss was supposed to be decent this year again. And they still were. They won eight games. But the fact that they're getting humiliated by Texas Tech of all teams, that's, that's not impressive. And they might still pull this out. Yeah, they still might. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, I still think they can still pull it out because it's like you have um, – you, you're, you're playing against the Big 12. Like, the Big 12 doesn't believe in defense. They really don't. But anyway, Stacy, we have come to this year. This year, this year was a little bit better than last year. Yeah. It was. Yeah. We got back outside bigly. I got a chance. We had a chance to hang out when you were in, when you were here in town. Yeah, that was that uh, was I, a big thing this year. That was that was fun. To finally for us to 
finally meet up and me finally get a chance to go to New Orleans. But next time I come back, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna make reservations for everywhere I want to go. Because <laughs> that was right. Like, disappointment was I didn't get to get a chance to go to Dookie Chase. I didn't get a chance to go to Brennan. I think it's Brennan. I didn't get a chance to try some of the 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 I wanted to do a New Orleans jazz brunch. But the next time I come back, I'm gonna do it do it right. I'm gonna remember what oh. Definitely, definitely. Once again, folks, thank you for your time this time. And until next time, we will see you down the road. Say goodnight, Stacey. Good night, Stacey, and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone.